if you're getting into investing and uh, you know the thought of having to hire and fire and manage contractors is scary uh you know you either have to get over that or are there any other options can you hire somebody to manage your contractors for you yeah hire a project manager property manager hello and welcome to pillars of wealth creation where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic. Absolutely. So, um, anything new in the, the Matt Jones world? No, no, it looks like always. I'm still working on my book, about halfway done through the editing process, which is long and grueling, but uh, going to get there and get the book published. Awesome. And are you self-publishing, Matt? Or are you? Yep. Are, okay. Yep. When I, I did a lot of research about it and found that uh, unless you're famous already or have another bestseller, uh, to get a, a big time publishing company to publish your book is pretty much impossible. So. Hmm. Okay. So, um, do you have like a, a release date or? or no, no, not yet. It's just, yeah, it's pending, um, you know, how quick uh, we can get done uh, with the rest of the editing process. So now I'm looking at fall for the editing or for the uh, publishing. Okay. Got it. Cool. Well, that's exciting. I mean, it's, it's, it's coming near, right? You've been working hard at it for a long time, put a lot of, a lot of effort into it and it'll, be fun to get it out this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of a value to add to my future readers. I mean, I think yeah. the public is really going to like it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to read it and share it with uh, with the audience. So cool, um, man. I mean, for me, uh, you know, we're we're still plugging away. We're still uh, looking at deals. We're excited about some potential uh, opportunities here. And, uh, you know, the market is still very unknown yet. I think that if you're looking at things conservatively, you're still able to buy. I, I really, you know, I, I've gone back and forth a little bit on my thoughts because we don't know quite frankly the future, but I feel like, look, if I can stick to what I've always stuck to uh, these deals, just still makes sense if, if we can find them, if we can get them. So um, there's no reason to not push forward on, on those properties. So mm -hmm. definitely uh, working kind of hard at that and trying to push things along. So. Yep. And I know at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, you sort of eased back on your capital expense uh, projects, uh, but mm -hmm. then you realized that it didn't really need to be done. So, um, you know, you have contractors that you're working with, and which actually is a, leads to our, today's topic, which is about managing contractors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly right. You know, pandemic hit, we said, boom, let's, uh, everybody hit the panic button with the pandemic, uh, or most people did, and, and myself included a little bit. I said, ah, we don't have no clue what's going to happen. You know, really, the government money wasn't out there yet either. We didn't know like what April was going to look like. Didn't know if people are going to get their stimulus checks. Didn't know if people are going to get unemployment checks. We didn't know how many of our tenant base was going to get affected by it. And so we were just like, let's put a pause on any future capital expenditures. 
we had some stuff going on that we just didn't say contractors pulled out of, you know, they continued, but no new additional. And just let's be really careful about, you know, what we're spending our money on. And, and we did that for a short period of time um, and realized that we were actually getting still good results. And our tenants were actually wanting those upgraded units still. So we've had actually a lot of transfers, more transfers now than we've probably ever had of tenants going from the non-renovated unit to the renovated units. Had a lot of demand on the renovated units. So we've continued to, to do that. I was reading an article the other day on, on uh, A-class and the, if you're in a market that's more of like that A-class type market, but they've got some A, some B, maybe even some C-class mixed in the market, the A-class is way are outperforming the B and the C-class. Uh, people are wanting that luxury, wanting that uh, nicer product still. You know, will that last? It's hard to say, but right now people are still wanting that nicer product uh, in general. So now it's still a good time to do those rehab projects that you, that you had planned. Yeah, you know, and, and again, I would still be cautious about it. I wouldn't go crazy um, on it unless you've totally budgeted for it. Like if that's your business plan, 100%, if that's your business plan, then you should, I think you should push forward. Um, but you know, for us, we're looking at these units and we want every single unit to be renovated, ready to move in. We don't want excuses of why we can't get tenants in because we don't have rent ready units. So we're trying to push forward with our contractors and really push them to get these units done. And unless you're doing all the work yourself, you're going to have to hire contractors uh, to do that work. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And boy, I mean, look, if you're doing the work yourself, uh, you need to rethink it, uh, in my opinion. And even if you're good at it, like I'm really good at construction. I, I, I'm very, in my opinion, very skilled at it. And I can make things look really nice. Um, I'm very knowledgeable in it. And I could do it myself. But it's not, it, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense for me to do it myself. When I first started in this business, I was doing it myself. Very quickly, I realized that I'm not going to get these projects done in a timely fashion, and I'm not going to be able to do multiple projects at a time. And so I've got to start hiring people. And it didn't take me very long about my first couple projects, properties, and I did some of the renovations myself, where I realized, man, I mean, those could have gotten done a lot earlier. Had I had I actually hired somebody and would have cost me more money? Sure. But my time is also worth something. So, and, and then the other thing is I would have been able to continue to build my business, continue to educate myself, continue to grow. And me doing it myself doesn't allow for that, right? I can only focus on so much at a time. So I, I'm focused on these projects and I'm not focused on my growth. I'm not focused on uh, finding more properties. And so, yeah, you for sure have to hire people. And especially when we're talking large multifamily, I mean, there's no way you can turn, you know, I got 200 unit building. There's just no way I, you can even keep up with it. Yep. And that makes sense. 
So yeah, why don't we talk a little bit about how to manage contractors uh, now that we've talked about the importance of having a contractor uh, since you can't do all the work yourself uh, it, and do it in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you know, look, managing contractors uh, so it depends on it depends on how you want to do it, and you've got to decide. First of all, there's there's different there's different types of projects, right? You've got your A class, you've got your B class, you've got your C class, and you've got your A class finishes, B class finishes, C class finishes. Usually, you probably don't have C class finishes just because that's just not how it is. You got A, you got your A, A plus. And you got your, your B finishes. Okay. So first of all, what kind of project do you have? You know, are you doing a plus finishes? Are you doing new construction? You know, if you're doing that, you probably want more established contractor, one with a large company. That's a, that's a different deal. If you want to really, really manage, get down to the nitty gritty, then hiring your own employees might work it's going to save you some money but it's going to cause more hassle and headache now here's what i'll say i've been doing this for a long time i've been doing construction management for a long time i've done the construction myself i worked i put myself through college by doing remodeling construction i've been in the business since 2000 and so 20 years uh, and and i realized that Managing contractors is like managing a bunch of kids. Sure. Uh, construction workers, I should say. There's a lot of drama in that industry. And you have to have thick skin. And you have to have solid communication. And you have to have high expectations and follow through with that. If you want to manage effectively in construction... It's kind of that, in my opinion, that no BS industry. Um, the, every industry is a little bit different, and construction, in my opinion, is a little unique in that way. Uh, you're dealing, and, and then the other things you're dealing with a lot of, of guys, mostly some some gals, but a lot of guys that I don't know. I don't want to sound negative, but have that kind of the ego of like. I, I don't know how to exactly explain it, but that macho kind of ego type of thing, uh, it's just how it is in the industry. And not everyone is like that, right? That's kind of a blanket statement because some there's plenty of them that aren't at all like that. But it's, an, it's a very fractured industry too. Um, and the way I mean that by when you look at the industry, everybody, I think contractors kind of want – they're more entrepreneurial uh, in, in a sense, right? So when you look at it, like just anybody who's anywhere, just look at it. You've got millions of contractors, right? You've just got so many contractors around. You don't have, you know, the Walmarts, the, the Targets, the Home Depots, the Menards. No, you have A&J contracting. You have Jim Brown contracting. You have you know, uh, P and Q contracting, you, you know, you have all these little contractors that have maybe themselves or maybe a couple employees and, or maybe they hire subs, but they're not, you know, they're, they're doing a million or $2 million of business 
they're not doing billions of dollars of business, right? You don't have these big massive contractors. Now in the new home or the development, you do have some of that, right? You have some Lennar homes and some of the, some of the big ones, but for the most part in the remodeling, especially the apartment world, you just don't have that. So you're dealing with kind of ma and pa type owners. It's a different deal than dealing with corporate. Yeah. And I mean, you, uh, of course, like with anybody, you treat them with respect and dignity. And I think part of that is sure. making sure everything's in writing because, you know, a written contract is going to protect both you and them so that, you know, everybody's on the same page with what's expected and the timelines and pay and all that stuff. 100%. Uh, contracts are, are, are a must. 100% have to be in writing. Uh, and, and don't rely on their contracts because, again, they're, they're do-it-yourselfers. And so a lot of them are do-it-yourselfer contract. If they have a con if they have a contract, by the way, a lot of them don't even have a contract. Hey, I want to interrupt real quick and talk to you about the North Star Real Estate Conference virtual event. Look, this is going to be an experience. So if you wanted to take your investing to the next level, if you wanted to start investing, we're talking about cash flowing real estate at this conference. And it's a, it's more than a conference. Like I said, it's a, it's a and it's an experience. So it's not your run of the mill webinar where you go, well, I could just listen to YouTube videos, podcasts, so on. No, we're going to actually have interactive networking. You're going to be able to network. You're going to be able to speak with the speakers. You're going to be able to network, speak with the sponsors. You're going to be a network and speak with each other. And the idea is, look, the, the live events, the best thing, the best part is the networking. We want to bring that to the virtual experience, and that's what we're doing. So my team has been putting a ton of time in to getting that together so you can have the best experience possible. And it's not just webinars. It's not just a bunch of information being thrown at you. No, this is an experience. So we've got some amazing speakers. We've got Trevor McGregor. We've got Brandon Turner and Michael Blanc. We've got um, uh, Anna Myers. We've got myself. We've got amazing speakers. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. We get so many more. We want you to attend this event. Look, if you want success, now, this is an event you have to attend. It's going to be October 23rd and 24th, virtual event. And you can go onto our website, uh, the nreconference.com, and get your tickets. Go ahead and use the promo code DEX, D-E-X, and that'll give you a discount. Get your tickets for $97. Or if you want to do the VIP, and the VIP is an amazing experience as well, uh, that'll give you a discount as well on those tickets. So sign up now. Don't wait. Anybody who waits just ends up not taking action. People that are action takers, people that are successful, they actually get it done. And that's you. So they're do-it-yourselfers. Um, so they went on to some website, maybe, and they made up a contract. Now, who knows what it's missing? Okay? So... If if I were in, and this is what we do, is we have our own contracts that we sign with our contractors, and I and I I need to get even better at it because I'm a trusting person. But you've got to make sure you're following through with that and getting that all in writing. And like, where do the when do the when are they expecting payments? What do do they get a down payment? 
Uh, when do they get the down payment? When do they get their second payment, third payment, fourth payment? How, when do they sign the lien release? Like all of that stuff should be in writing. So it's clear and defined. And that way when they go, Hey, I'm, I'm not showing up tomorrow unless I get a check. You can say, well, pull up the contract and you can see, I'm going to send you a check when you finish the drywall, which probably will be tomorrow. So maybe you should show up tomorrow to finish that drywall and then we'll send you the check. It, you know, how do they receive the check? Is it an, is it wire? Is it an ACH? Is it a, a mail check? What is it? Because some contractors want you to drive to them and hand deliver a check to them. And I just don't have time to run around and meet contractors to give them a check. So where is that? Like, what's that definition? You know, we want to understand how, how do we pay people? How do we work with them? All that kind of stuff. Communication, respect is huge in the contracting world. And do you ever so, offer bonuses to contractors who finish ahead of the time or, uh, you know, like take uh, money away uh, if they finish like, uh, after the expected timeline? Yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, performance bonuses. So usually if it's a, if it's a smaller project or a one-off, then, then no. But if we're talking like they're going to renovate uh, 20 units or 10 units, or they got a big house renovation or something like that. Yeah. Timeline goals, performance goals are definitely uh, an incentive. And then at the same time, as you said, um, we've got also, Hey, if you don't finish by this date, this date, or this date, then we can start docking you. So maybe our contract amount are, is for, you know, $20,000, but if you don't finish by a certain date, it goes down to, you know, 19, five and then 19 and then, you know, so on. Um, those are incentives for them to get it done. I think that's, definitely important. Again, a communication, clear communication is so key. And that's for anything, for any management, right? For, for managing your property managers, your contractors, it doesn't matter. Clear communication and expectations are, are key. The other thing I, I will say too, this is, this is very notorious for contractors and I'm kind of ragging on contractors and it's not really, I, again, I, I like and respect contractors, but there's just some certain habits that they seem to tend to have. And one of the habits that I feel like a lot of contractors have is they don't know how to keep expectations in check. So they will tell you that they can get this project done in three weeks when the project really, and you're like, Whoa, three weeks. That's awesome. I want to hire you. Well, just, just remember, like they say they can get done in three weeks it's probably six weeks, right? And so understand their timeline that they put out there and the real timeline that is truly able to perform. Make sure that they can actually perform in that timeline. So usually when somebody says, hey, I can get this done in three weeks and I, and I know in the back of my mind, like there's no possible way, uh, then we'll set up the contract for like, okay, four weeks is when, if you hit this in, if you hit this in three weeks, we'll give you a bonus. If you hit this in four weeks, this, you'll get paid your amount. If, you, if it takes, you know, to the start of the fifth week, then now you get docked. Yeah, I, I, you've got to 
understand that they, a lot of them say that and they just think they can get it done, but there's so many things out of their control. They just can't like, there's all kinds of that stuff. And that's the other thing in that contract. Like what's the, perf when we talk performance, right? Is it, well, what happens if inspections are two weeks out? What happens if deliveries are delayed? You know, how does that affect your contract? You got to think of all that stuff and how it's going to affect your contract too. Yep. I mean, change yeah. orders. And they, they probably have multiple projects they're working on at the same time, uh, potentially as well. They always do. Always. And is yours really a priority? You know, that, you want to make sure yours is a priority. So again, that communication, that expectation that, hey, we have this getting done. Explaining to them, see, you're in the rental industry. So they're dealing with a lot of these contractors and it depends on what kind of contractors you are. I would encourage you to try to look for contractors that are actually doing business in your, in your niche. A contractor that's working for homeowners mostly has different process, different mindset. They're worried, uh, well, good ones are worried about keeping it nice and clean, being, you know, not too noisy, not, you know, just really masking things off and making sure everything is just right. So the homeowner is happy communicating with the homeowner, making people happy, All right? That's a different mindset than somebody comes into an apartment unit and can just hammer it through, right? They don't have to worry so much about the dust they create. They don't have to worry so much about um, all the keeping, keeping the, the owner happy. I mean, kind of, but not they're totally different. And so they come into it with a different kind of mindset, right? And the other thing they know is that time is money. If, if, our deadline is July 20th, right? And you go to August 1st or 2nd, August 2nd, I can't rent that probably until September. I, I just missed a whole month and it, maybe that's 1500 bucks. Like you just cost me a contractor 1500 bucks because you went over your contract by, you know, two weeks. You costed me 1500 bucks you're going to pay for that. Right. And, and that's the expectations you can set up for them is like knowing like, look, okay, I, you said you're going to get it done July 20th. That allows me to get a tenant in there August 1st. I, I want you to understand that. And if I can't get a, a, a tenant in there August 1st, it's costing me 1500 bucks. So we're going to put this in our contract that if this happens, whatever, Maybe, maybe, maybe you split it, maybe whatever it is, but we have to put that in a contract. I recently had a contractor. I, I had to let go because of that. He kept on extending his timeline, kept on extending his timeline. And we missed out on two months of worth of rent because of his delays. We had to get rid of him because it would have been a third and maybe even a fourth month and maybe even a fifth month. Who knows by the time he's done, because I've dealt with those type of contractors before once the excuses start they continue to roll yep and i mean there's there's lots of great contractors out there and then Absolutely. there's some ones that are are not so great and you got to weed those out um so if you're look if you're if you're um rent renovating whether it's a house whether it's a apartment i would look for well I, 
depends on where you're at, right? If, if you're listening to me and you're already uh, have a ton of experience, well, then you probably know what you're doing. But if, if you're first, like if you're trying to like, okay, well, what are the best strategies here? In my opinion, the best is to find a company that's a company that has, you know, your main guy or gal and that, that has a few employees and that has subcontractors. And then I would look for somebody who's done what you're doing, right? Who's done renovations on apartment buildings, who's done renovations on flips, whatever you're doing, they, they've already have experience in that. And that's kind of their niche. I would make sure you're finding somebody that has actually has experience and has a team. A team is important. Uh, understanding their team, right? Getting referrals from previous, you know, people that they, they've done business with. Uh, referrals are huge. I want to know that these guys can actually perform. If they can't perform, well, why do I want to hire? Okay. And then look out for big down payments. Um, look out for look out for contractors who don't want to sign contracts, especially your contracts. Look out for contractors that always need money. Okay. If the, the number one thing they're concerned about is when do they get paid and how much and, you know, really like, well, no, I, I can't wait that whatever five day, 10 day delay, I got to get a check on the spot. That's a contractor that I don't care that they gave you good pricing. It's just somebody you don't want to deal with. Trust me, I've done it, okay? I've learned from my mistakes. I've done it before because I go, oh, that's a great price. Like, man, they're doing it for an amazing price. And I know pricing because I've done it before. Like, I know how long things take. So I know the, how much profit margin some of these contractors are making and it drives me crazy sometimes when I go oh my gosh they can they're gonna tile that bathroom and it's gonna cost it's gonna it's gonna take them eight hours and they're charging me 800 bucks they're charging me a hundred bucks an hour I'm going ah it drives me crazy and then I get this bid from this guy that's gonna do it for three hundred dollars I'm like perfect so then I go for that guy that does, does it for you know three hundred dollars and he never gets it done or he's demanding money. Like I need a cook. Can I get an advance? Like, no, I'm not going to give you an advance. Well, if I can't get an advance, I can't finish it. And then you're in this hard spot because now you've already started the project, you've spent the money on it and you've maybe given him a down payment. And so then you give him an advance and then he never shows up. And then you're like, ah, now why won't you show up? Well, I got another job. I'm just finishing up on that. And then I'll come to your job and, I just, you know, the advance wasn't quite enough. I need a little bit more, whatever it is. And, you know, it just kind of snowballs. So you want people that I, I think have some money themselves. Like that's a sign of somebody who can run a business, right? We've got some reserves. We don't need money on that day. We don't need it on the spot. We can wait 10 days to get our money, 15 days, whatever it is. And uh, so where do you look for when you're trying to find a new contractor? Are you like on Angie's list or Craigslist, um, talking to other investors in the area? I think the, the number one thing is talking to other investors in the area, talking to other property management companies, talking to uh, brokers, uh, real estate brokers, um, lenders, 
you know, that networking is huge. It's going to find you probably the best contractors that are actually in the industry. Uh, that's why relationship building is so important. There's so many reasons to network and build relationships. And this is just one of them, one of the many, many reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go onto Craigslist. Obviously, there's a lot of junk on Craigslist. There's a lot of contractors because it's really cheap to, I think Craigslist now charges, but it's, you know, five bucks or something like that to post on Craigslist. And so you got the contractor that spends five bucks every couple of weeks to post and doesn't have to have a professional business to spend five bucks. Angie's list is probably a little bit, um, little bit better uh, because then they, they actually do have to have a financial commitment uh, and it's a good rating system. So Angie's list is probably good, but I don't know that you're going to find the right contractors on there. Maybe, maybe you are, depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. And bigger pockets is another place to look as well. Yeah, again, it's, it's a networking site. So that, that's another great place. Uh, contractors are difficult to find. Good contractors are difficult to find because here's the problem. There's not enough good contractors out there. And the ones that are good are busy. They're busy. They've got a ton of work. But if you can work them in and somehow get them on your team, that's what you want because now you start to become a priority and they can, you know, here's the thing is good contractors can grow their company slowly. And so if you can get worked in on some projects with them, they can potentially grow with you. And, and all of a sudden then now they're your primary contractor, right? That that's, that's huge. If you become that. So it can take a while. Um, be, be slow to hire, be quick to fire. But don't let these contractors go and, and assume. This is, this is mis another mistake I've made, Matt. I go, oh, I, you know, I got this contractor. They're, they're, they're in, they're here. They're, they're doing okay. They, maybe they start out really good. And then all of a sudden they kind of fall off and you just go, oh, well, I got to give them more time. And once you start getting to that, like, oh, I, I just got to give more time or uh, I, I want to fire them. Here's, here's a mistake I've made. I know I need to fire this contractor, but I haven't hired another contractor yet. So I let that contractor stay on the job until I can finally find a replacement for them because I think that's somehow going to move me farther ahead. Never, never do that. Once you've decided to fire, fire them, get rid of them, get them out of the house, get them out of the apartment, and then hire the next person as quickly as you can. But don't wait until you hire somebody to get rid of the problem. Get rid of the problem right away. You don't need cancer in your life. Just get rid of it, right? And then find the replacement. That's okay so to do. Always be on the lookout for good uh, contractors. Um, I, yeah, always be on the lookout for good contractors. You, you, look, I, I've... And here's a strategy I, I employ all the time uh, on apartment contract complexes, especially if I have a big uh, renovation is I'm going to hire a multiple contractors to go in and do units. And we're going to, we're going to end up using likely one in the end, but every once in a while I might bring in a new contractor to try to remodel a couple of units. Now, if the one is doing really, really good and I really like them and I've got a track record with them, I'm not going to do that. But 
and I explained to these guys, like, look, we've got 30 units we're remodeling. I'm going to give you six of them. And I'm going to give, you know, two, I've got two other contractors. I mean, the, whoever performs the best is going to get the rest of the rest of the units throughout the project. And we explained to them, and for one, it helps with competition. And two, it helps me understand who I've got and who the best one is to use. And usually it comes out really clearly with a winner in the end. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had it where I'm like, wow, I like both of these people. It, it's always like, this one's way better, way better than the others. And when I'm looking for new contractors, maybe I have bad luck, but uh, it seems like I have to reach out to 10 contractors to be able to get bids, uh, three bids back. Um, no, you probably, you're probably right in there. Um, so reach out to, to 20 contractors if you want six bids back. That's just, like I said before too, uh, the good, so first of all, good contractors are, are difficult to find because they're good and they're busy. Now, the next thing is there's a lot of mom and pop contractors. So they're not business owners. They're self-employed workers, okay? They don't know how to run a business because they're good at what they do. And that's construction. That's building things. That's wrecking things. That's, you know, making artwork out of houses. They're good at that. They're not good at running around and doing estimates. They're not good at communication you can't, you can't be good at everything. And that's what, that's why this mom and pa's is very difficult to do continual business with is because they're not good at everything. So you either have to decide how to do it yourself or hire somebody who a company large enough that has their own estimator or salesperson that has in-house, you know, bookkeeping, that type of going to cost you a little bit more money now because they have overhead but they're going to get estimates why do you think matt that somebody people are willing to pay people in the twin cities are willing to pay 500 per square for their roof where i can get a roof done i kid you not i can get a roof done for about 220 Per, actually, even last, but depending on the pitch, but about $220 per square foot. Yeah, I could charge $500, right? It's because of these homeowners get sick of nobody showing up. And the three companies that actually show up and give them bids, they got to choose from one of them. Well, they're the reputable companies. They showed up. They 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 were well represented they had a nice flyer they have a nice brochure whatever to give people and then they you know of course like it's who are you gonna pick you're gonna pick the the guy that shows up with you know grease all over him that waits six weeks to give you a bid or you're gonna show up you're gonna pay for the company that shows up and gives you the presentation and you know of course yep and you know, if you're, if you're getting into investing and, uh, you know, the thought of having to hire and fire and manage contractors is scary, uh, you know, you either have to get over that or are there any other options? Can you hire somebody to manage your contractors for you? Yeah. Hire a project manager. 
property manager. A lot of times your property managers have in-house project managers. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there, there's definitely options out there. You don't have to do it yourself, right? You can hire people. There's, there's, there's people that will do this. There's people that you could be a new home developer and, you know, never have to do it yourself. We, I did a new home construction development deal and I hired a project manager and they came in, they managed it. And, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm excellent at it, but like, I know the industry and I'm decent at project management, but I just knew like this, this guy is way better than me. Like, why would I do it myself when this guy's going to do an amazing job at it? And I don't have, and I don't have to pay him that much. Like, he managed that whole project for $3,000. Like he's going to do an amazing job and going to save me probably $10,000. Why, why, why would I do it? Same thing with apartment buildings. I mean, you know, you can hire somebody and you can pay them between six and 10% of the project and they'll do it. They'll manage the project for you and they'll do probably an excellent job and probably save you that much or more. And if you're, you know, for our listeners who are just starting out and maybe they've got the time, but uh, not uh, infinite money yet, uh, one cost saving measure is that you can order the materials yourself. So you can like go to Home Depot and Home Depot will help you figure out what materials you need um, instead of having the contractor get them all. Yeah. Yeah. Either, either way, I, I would understand how much materials cost mm -hmm. and whether you're going to have the contractor do it or not. Uh, make sure that the contractor is not gouging you on the price of materials. So e either way, if you go, okay, well, each unit's going to cost me, you know, $6,200 in materials and the contractor's all of a sudden charging you $7,500. Well, okay. Now we need to have a conversation with the contractor. What's going on. Yeah. That's a bit of a markup. Yeah. So we just need to understand that. And, but yeah, you definitely, you can pick up materials and, you, you can get as involved as you want. You can get, uh, you can hire the right people. I would not allow the contractor to be the project manager. I would make sure you or somebody else is the project manager looking over the contractor. You have to have that player. Yeah. And, you know, thinking back on your, your story of your uh, Ultima that broke down because you were carrying all those materials, um, when Home Depot would have delivered them for free. <laughs> yeah, find ways to be efficient, right, Matt? I mean, <laughs> man, I, uh, that that was crazy times, and I just didn't didn't really. I was just trying to save a buck. You know, that's the other thing. Like, if you're trying to save a buck, good luck. It's not going to happen. You know, I'm all about being frugal. Like, I'm I'm one of the most frugal people you'll ever meet. But you, you can't you have to understand the difference between saving a dollar and actually spending more time and wasting $10 on the dollar you saved. Right. And that's, that happens so often people think, Oh, I, I'm going to save, I'm going to go run around and buy appliances off of Craigslist. Like we're going to go run around and buy appliances off of Craigslist. So we're going to buy these appliances off of Craigslist that are junk in the first place. And we don't, we don't know if there's anything right or wrong with them. We got no warranties. And so we're going to run around and we're going to buy these appliances. We're going to save, you know, $500 on appliances. We're going to spend, you know, 
four hours looking for them and we're going to spend another three hours going to pick them up and, and drive them around. And then we hope and pray that they last for a year because the new appliances that we could have gotten delivered to us have a one year warranty on them. Right. And so these, if these don't last, then we're out the money. Like that's, that's like, that doesn't make any sense. You just waste a lot of time. And again, you save a buck to spend 10. That's all about mindset there. Thinking big. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, cool. I, I mean, I could probably keep on going and get on rants about contractors. And I mean, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to understand, but it really comes down to, to respect, as you said earlier, respecting the contractors, understanding that they're experts at the artwork of the house, right? They are experts at understanding how to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. They're not necessarily business owners. They're not necessarily, maybe they are business owners, but they're not necessarily that entrepreneurial. Uh, they're self-employed, most of them. And so just understand who you're dealing with, respect who they are, and then communicate and over-communicate. I think that's huge with it in writing is going to get you a lot farther than just focusing on price. And that's the biggest mistake that I've ever made is just focusing on price and, and also promise, you know, price and promise. Yeah. The cheapest price is not the necessarily the best uh, option to go with. No, no. And sometimes, sometimes it is, but usually it's not. All right. Well, that's all I got for today. Awesome, man. Well, uh, have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Yeah, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.